There is, in fact, a devil. He and his angels are, in fact, active in this world. The fact is, they want nothing more or less than your soul in hell. These are all incontrovertible facts, as revealed in Holy Scriptures. St. Paul tells the Ephesians, above all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. And today we have Kay Meyer from Family Shield Ministries to share with us a variety of resources for fighting the evil one. Thanksgiving generates all kinds of images in people's minds. For many in my family, it's deer season. For my wife and her sister, it's the day before Black Friday. For many, it's football. For most, it's turkey in some form or another. But for almost everyone, Thanksgiving has something to do with family. Today I have Kay Meyer from Family Shield Ministries. Welcome, Kay. Thank you for having me. Could you give us a little history of Family Shield Ministries? Sure. Family Shield uh, grew out of my work in evangelism and family ministry, the two passions of my life. Um, uh, it, it took a long time for us to became, become a nonprofit ministry. I always worked within my congregation, uh, which at that time was Ascension Lutheran Church, but I was always out in the community doing uh, outreach and uh, helping other people. And uh, so from 1981 to 1994, uh, I was a volunteer in that area as well as you know, professional church or church worker in various ways. And then in 1994, we finally initiated nonprofit paperwork um, for the organization, became a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate soon after that, and uh, have been uh, doing uh, what we can to uh, reach families and individuals and their families with the gospel and help them grow in God's Word and strengthen them for Christ. Uh, since 1994, we do a weekly hour-long radio program uh, that's aired uh, on AM850 KFUO here in St. Louis, and recently we expanded to the Chicago area on WYLL. We do educational programs on family issues from a Christian perspective, and, um, and we do a lot of follow-up because of the uh, massive media that we're doing. I also write a, a column on witnessing in a local Christian paper. and We deal with uh, family ministry from the womb to the tomb and um, uh, try to uh, share resources and uh, uh, help people grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, that uh, just sounds like a huge job. I mean, <laughs> you cover a, a rather wide, I mean, just the topic of family alone and, and what applies to family. It's, it's a very broad uh, kind of area. It's, I suppose in, in a way it's, it's sort of like when you say pastor, what does a pastor do? And you go, well, where do I start? You know? and, yeah. and Right. And how do we define family? See, I uh, myself and our board of directors have defined it as from the womb to the tomb and everything in between. Um, uh, what makes a family? You know, as God's word says, uh, it starts with a couple, a man and a wife, and then the children, but it, it goes through from the time you are pregnant uh, with your child all the way to your death when you're great-grandparents. And so, yes, it's a very, very broad topic. That's why when we do our weekly, hour-long radio program, we do a lot of different types of topics and programs. You mentioned Thanksgiving as we get started. Uh, our board chairman, Reverend Roger Sonnenberg of Arcadia, California, and I will be discussing uh, family traditions for the holidays in a 
couple of weeks on our program because it's so important that families learn how to have traditions in the home, Christ-centered traditions, but just um, those wonderful times of being together as, a fam- as an extended family. Okay. Is there anything unique about Family Shield that separates it from other organizations like it? I don't think there's a lot of organizations like Family Shield in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. True. Um, uh, there have been a few small uh, ministries get started, but they never had the component of radio outreach as part of their uh, outreach. Uh, the family uh, connections and, and um, what was it called? The family association. They went out of business a few years ago because of financial problems. We are a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate, but we're an independent ministry, uh, which there's some strengths and some weaknesses to that. We are not supported financially by the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate. We have a separate board of directors. Um, and uh, a lot of times people think, you know, if you're an RSO, well, you're, you're part of the Lutheran Church. You're supported financially by them, but we're not. And we see that as a strength. Um, we... Uh, we, we agree to, uh, and we want to support our theology. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say what makes us most unique is our radio program, our hour-long live uh, radio program, and it's been airing since 1996 um, on KFIV and KFUO here in St. Louis. Um, uh, the, the parenting type of programs that we offer it, it's that is offered by several other agencies. Uh, Youth and Family Institute with Dick Cardell does a tremendous job, and uh, several other agencies. There's a great need for that. Um, uh, one of the other things that probably makes us unique is the we do a lot of networking and promoting other ministries. Kind of, kind of like what you're doing uh, by networking with other ministries. We believe it's essential for the future that we work together with our partners. You cover this this huge uh, array. Can you give uh, just some, a sampling of topics that you discuss on your radio program? Sure. Um, <laughs> we, do, we do do a wide range of topics. Let me start with our mission statement because I believe it helps us explain why we exist and what we want to do. Family Shield Ministries educates and equips people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in his word, and strengthen individuals and their families. We believe that as we reach beyond the walls of the church, we can help reach unchurched families. And that's really one of our major goals, is to reach those outside of the church and connect them to resources and congregations and agencies that can assist them. We don't have to do that ourselves. We do that by connecting and and make and building partnerships with other agencies. Uh, topics that we address, um, oh, well, like I mentioned, we're doing one on family traditions. We have done many programs on reconciliation in the family. We have done programs on dealing with anger, uh, nurturing children in the home, how to have family devotions, suggestions. I've written, uh, it's out of print now, but teaching your children Christian values by C- for CPH. And uh, we also do a lot in the area areas of the cults, um, mission field on our doorstep. Jehovah's Witnesses is another one of my books. And our ministry 
helps the family members and friends of Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, and we oh, I'm just trying to think of some of the other topics. Uh, creating a family resource congregation. We always want the families to be in the Word because uh, because of my background in cult ministry, uh, we recognize that people are pulled into false teachings like Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Wicca, which I just finished an article on recently, because they don't know God's Word. And uh, we need to uh, help them grow um, and help them know God's Word so they're not uh, pulled into false teachings and dangerous beliefs. Um, other topics. I just always have a hard time when I don't have a list in front of me. We do so many different types of programs. Uh, in the last few weeks, I've interviewed a few of the district presidents. Uh, the president of Central Illinois District on witnessing to strangers, uh, uh, the uh, president of the Northern Illinois District on families need forgiveness, not just together togetherness. So we do a lot on nurturing uh, families. Uh, we've done things on um, uh, dealing with death and dying with Dr. Uh, Reverend Carolina uh, from uh, New England. Just, you know, when you talk about an hour-long program done for, at this point, almost well, over over 10 years, uh, there's a lot of topics that we can deal with. We do a lot of topics on life issues. We interview many other experts, which allows us to expand our, our, uh, our horizon. I just, uh, not too long ago, uh, interviewed Dr. James Lamb of Lutherans for Life, and we talked about stem cell research. We regularly interview leaders within the Lutheran Church Missouri Center on a wide range of topics related to educating and equipping our individuals and their families um, so that they're equipped to deal with today's challenging world. So for those who are not in the area of either Chicago or St. Louis, is there a way to access your radio program, say, through the Internet or something yeah. else? There is. Well, if they're in St. Louis, they can hear it uh, live on uh, AM 850 KFUO on Saturday mornings at 11.05 to 12 noon, uh, or they can go to the KFUO website, which is www.kfuo.org, and obviously then they can hear that anywhere in the world. They don't have to be in St. Louis or Chicago to access it through the Internet. Uh, on In Chicago, we are on WYLL, that's 1160 AM, on Sunday evenings from 9 to 10 PM, and they can hear us live on uh, that station. And that station does have a website, and I apologize. I don't have it memorized yet. We've just been on there since September. But they do have a website that you could also uh, access the program. We also have our programs on several other, in several other places. Uh, Tim Hetzner of Lutheran Church Charities has put about six of our programs on his website so people can hear those, uh, just samples of the program because our goal is to expand the radio program to new locations, but um, each location is about $20,000 a year. Sure. So it's, you know, it's an expensive, uh, way to reach people, but we believe it's just a tremendously uh, appropriate way for us to reach uh, 
both unchurched and Christian people through Christian radio. Um, so I apologize. I should know that uh, WYLL's website, and I do not. Well, people can Google it. It shouldn't be that tough to find. Sure, sure. So, so you have so you have a, a number of previous episodes available. Are they just the sort of clips from it, or no? Do you they're have, the entire program. You have full on, episodes um, available on Lutheran Church Charities website, and there's also one on our website. Uh, Family Shield's website is www family shield ministries.com and you have to spell the whole uh, name out and we have uh, one program that was nurturing children uh, and uh, helping them in worship services and that was actually hosted by uh, our former chairman Dr. John Oberdeck who used to be at Concordia Seminary as a prof Mm -hmm. and he was interviewing Shirley uh, Morgenthaler, who's at Lutheran, at Concordia University in River Forest. She teaches uh, early childhood uh, teachers in, in her position there, and it was one of my favorite programs. That's the program we have on our website right now that you can listen to in its entirety. Okay. Now, you talked about from womb to the tomb, but as far as listeners go, um, I imagine target audiences, pretty much anyone who would listen, do you find that you get a certain group of, is there a sort of demographic that generally does listen? Um, What kind of, who do you uh, get calling in? Is it mostly Lutherans or uh, who listens? It's not, I I would say each of the stations are a little bit different. KFUO is our station owned and operated by the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, and uh, my best guess is that about 50% of the listeners are Lutheran. We have very dedicated listeners that are Catholic, Presbyterian, Methodist, um, every denomination uh, around, and unchurched. George Barna's research has documented that 10 to 15 percent of all Christian radio listeners are unchurched and we get a lot of those calls from those unchurched people and we're glad we want to uh, pray with them share the gospel with them and hopefully help them with their specific need whatever it is take a lot of prayer requests Um, but that's KFUO on WYLL which is a Christian station in Chicago I would say there's only maybe at the most 5% that are Lutheran. And um, the majority of those listeners, again, are 85% are Christian in every denomination imaginable. Um, the uh, A portion of them are unchurched. And when I say unchurched, they're not always non-Christians. There are these fallen away Christians that think just by listening to radio they can stay connected to the Lord. Um, that's a danger. We always encourage people go to church this weekend, and we'll recommend a, a Christian uh, church. And you know, in, in our case, it's, we're trying to connect them usually with Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate congregations. But we want them to be in church so that they can receive the sacraments. And you know, that that it's it's a dangerous thing, but it happens a lot that people stop attending church. And they think just by listening to a Christian radio program that they're going to stay connected. Well, it's better than nothing, but it's not what we want them to do. 
so sometimes they're totally unchurched, know nothing about God at all. But a lot of times when we say unchurched, we're saying people that used to go to church and have fallen away. So it's a great opportunity to bring them back. Sure, sure. And then people, one thing about the radio that you um, that you don't get, that you do get by actually attending uh, services is that uh, encouragement from fellow Christians and uh, having people to to discuss these things with and uh, and just to to be encouraged to know that you're not alone out there and uh, things like that and and also to encourage each other you know the others um, being encouraged by your presence as well yeah absolutely right radio is a is a tremendous tool for helping Christians grow in their faith learning some uh, about all kinds of issues but it does not replace uh, going to church and Hebrews tells us do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together and uh, and we don't want people to put us in the place of a, a regular uh, and participating um, uh, attendance at a local Christian uh, congregation we want them and we encourage them to go to church and take a friend yeah, good yeah. So, do you have any stories from this ministry, uh, interesting phone calls you've gotten, letters, anything like that? Yeah, we get so many calls, and um, so many. I, lot of, I do presentations, and we'll just share one story after another about unchurched people that contact us. Um, Matt called us, and see, and this is the great thing about the radio program is that people that are in church do hear us all over the place. Mm-hmm. He uh, was a, uh, a young father. We were doing a program on um, uh, discipline God's way, if I remember right, the topic. And uh, he was accidentally, you know, flipping through the dial, heard the program, had a five-year-old son, started to listen because he cared about his son. And uh, the program met his need, and he kept listening. And um, after a couple weeks of listening to the program, he called us and asked us for a tape of one of the programs we were uh, we had done. And uh, I had an opportunity to talk to him. And one of my standard questions when people call in is, where do you fellowship? Because that helps me right away find out, are they attending church somewhere? Mm-hmm. And, um, and he told me, he said, well, I used to attend church before I went away to college, but I stopped attending church and uh, haven't been back for a long time. But I I called because I have a five-year-old son in your program I found really interesting. And I guess it's time that I uh, introduced my son uh, to to the Savior. And, uh, and so we had a nice conversation about um, not only the nurturing children in the home and, and what the program talked about, but also his need to to go back to church, and, and uh, uh, his son wasn't even baptized, so, you know, lots of great opportunities like that. We also had a letter. I, I write a lot, um, uh, and over the years I've written Portals of Prayer and other, you know, other things for uh, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, as well as other Christian publications, and uh, I got a letter um, from a prisoner, uh, Clarence, uh, some years ago, and he had been left the portals of prayer by his uh, his roommate when the roommate left prison, and he started reading them. And they happened to have been some of the some of them that I wrote. And and so he was writing me to let me know that he had uh, 
read the portals of prayer and had decided to place his faith in Christ. He had not been a Christian prior to that. And he was writing us to let me know that and also to ask if we could get him some more uh, uh, resources, free resources, because he wanted to grow in his faith. And uh, so um, from that letter, we wrote back, and uh, uh, as we continued to send resources to him, as we have opportunity, we, we connect with other agencies that give us free resources. Um, we were able to, again, you know, just encourage him in his faith and uh, later on um, uh, tell him more about the Savior. And then finally I connected him to another ministry that does prison ministry um, that actually has people that go and visit them. And um, we told him about the radio program and he could listen. Um, he, he had opportunity to listen even though he wasn't in our immediate area. So uh, once those things happen, we don't always know what happens to those people. We may write once or twice. We might call. Um, in that case, we couldn't call him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, lots and lots of opportunities to share our faith with with individuals um, and, uh, and encourage them in their faith. And I think we get about 5,000 calls, letters, and emails every year. Um, I would say, the you know, 85% of them are from Christians and about, 15% are unchurched people. It's just amazing to me it, because that is our focus, to help reach and equip those that don't know Christ and then help Christians grow and connect them to uh, other uh, resources. And, and uh, uh, God must know that because we recently had a uh, a young woman heard about some computer problems I was having and offered to come and help. She uh, worked at a, a store that I uh, go to regularly and uh, after having her here twice as a volunteer I found out she's unchurched and uh, she's volunteering for us and she's telling me I don't like organized religion and uh, I'm saying well you know she had found out Family Shield was a Christian ministry by that time and I said well I'm not promoting organized religion I'm promoting my Savior Jesus Christ and I want you to know him and uh, we have a nice conversation, and she's going to continue volunteering for us. So it's it's a process. It's you know right. it's not bang them over the head and drag them into church, but <laughs> love them and encourage them and and help them see uh, see Jesus. That's what we want people to see as we do our ministry. We want them to see Christ, know what He's done for them, and um, <clears throat> come into a personal relationship with Him, and and, uh, and then grow grow in. in what God God has told us in His Word. So, the resources you have available, uh, besides the, the radio stations you already mentioned, um, can be found at your website. Yeah, we Family, uh, again, it's FamilyShieldMinistries.org. Right, uh, okay. FamilyShieldMinistries.org. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not org. dot com. It's dot com. Uh, we ended okay. up with a com. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and what uh, are there other resources that you haven't mentioned that can be found there? Well, um, we probably don't have all of them on there. When I do educational programs, um, I, I tend to gather uh, different agencies and organization resources. I um, uh, spoke at the Great Commission Convocation for the Central Illinois District about two weeks ago, and uh, they asked me to speak on two topics. One was teaching their children Christian values, which I've done you know, hundreds of times over the years and have lots of resources. The other was on responding and witnessing to homosexuals because over the years um, we have dealt with some of the 
those types of topics and I've interviewed ex-homosexuals and I've had an opportunity to witness to a, a practicing homosexual. When I did my uh, presentation, I gathered not only what I was going to share in an outline form, but I also gathered a list of Christian agencies that can help people learn more about that as well as some of the other types of issues, uh, uh, the um, addiction to pornography, uh, we've done programs on that. In fact, my board chairman, uh, Roger Sonnenberg, he, he speaks on that topic all the time all over the United States. And um, so I had several websites of agencies that he has recommended and uh, uh, Exodus Ministries, which has support groups for those that are struggling with homosexuality. And you see, when you're dealing with family ministry, you're dealing with all of those topics. Right. And so I don't put all of that type of thing on our website. We do have... On our website, um, some links to other ministries. Um, but when I do an educational program, I pull together a lot more of my um, specific uh, websites and other agencies that deal with those type of things. Uh, they're not most of them are Christian agencies, um, and uh, I don't like I said. We just don't get it all on our website. We're a pretty small ministry trying to deal with uh, a lot of really critical issues for um, individuals and their families. So what's next for you? Do, what do you have coming up? Any big projects? Or? Well, we have our annual dinner auction um, that we do once a year. It's our only fundraiser, our, our only main fundraiser, I should say. Uh, that's March 3rd, 2006, here in St. Louis. And um, we also... Um, would like to begin presenting a seminar that we did last year for Concordia Seminary students here in St. Louis called Hope for Families. Um, we we do this very economically. Uh, it includes presentations by board members. Roger Sonnenberg, who's the author of oh, like probably 15 books on family life. He's a pastor in Arcadia, California. He's our chairman. Uh, Gaylord and Pam Spelker. Uh, Gaylord is a pastor in Edinburgh, Illinois, and um, uh, they do uh, when alcoholism and drug abuse hits home. Um, uh, their daughter was uh, a drug and alcohol addict for many years. She's finally not, and uh, they spoke on that as well as bringing their daughter to share her testimony. Uh, and then uh, Reverend Tim Knapp, who's on our board of directors, is a reconciler for the LCMS, and he spoke on reconciliation. And uh, we did that last year here, and the board would really like to take that on the road <laughs> to other locations, um, uh, so churches that might be interested in, in helping us host that. Um, uh, we would uh, probably just have our board meeting wherever, you know, wherever we're having it and uh, bring those board members with us and, and present hope for families. Uh, of course, also, you know, information on nurturing children in the home as well, because that's one of our core topics that we need to present, helping parents uh, learn how to have devotions in the home, you know, fun relationship uh, building way. Okay, so if people want to contact you either to uh, to host you or uh, with family-related questions or looking for resources, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, there are a couple ways. They can call us uh, toll-free at 866-370-6070. Or they can 
email us at familyshield at familyshieldministries.com. They can also email us through our website. And we do have an email newsletter that goes out every couple weeks that shares a lot of resources. Uh, they can sign up for that on our website uh, that tells what the topics are and how they can access the information and other upcoming events that we might have coming up in their community. Okay. Okay, do you have anything else that uh, you'd like to add or mention? Well, I just thank you for the opportunity to to, uh, to share a little bit about Family Shield. Um, uh, we find that because we're based in St. Louis and we're pretty small, doing big things only because God is uh, He's able to do far more than we're uh, able to do as we network and work with other experts around the United States. Um, uh, that most of the time, beyond St. Louis, people have never even heard of us, and uh, and uh, we 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 do you know have a, a vision to expand and we need uh, people's prayers and uh, volunteer you know volunteers and we need uh, people's financial support if they're if they're prone to uh, uh, want to support our ministry. Okay, well, Kate, thank you uh, for your time, and I pray for God's richest blessings on your ministry. Thank you so much. All right, God bless. And now it's time for the product suggestion of the week. Today's suggestion is a repeat and a plea. There are in round numbers zero Lutheran video podcasts. If you videotape or televise your church services, it is so easy, not to mention free, to convert that to a podcast. And ever since the video iPod was released, video podcasts have become huge and in great demand. People are desperate for free content. If you don't have the server space or bandwidth but have broadband access, contact me at podcast at lcmspastor.com and I'll get you all set with a video podcast on my server. Not only services, but Bible study classes, anything else. If we had broadband access available here outside of the prohibitively expensive satellite broadband, our services would be posted already since we videotape them for shut-ins. So please, let's get some quality confessional content out there. If you post video to the internet or video podcasts, I recommend using MPEG-4 format. It's the current universal standard. H.264 is also popular right now, but note that video iPods and some older computers stutter with it because the compression is so tight. On my 1 GHz eMac, I have to use QuickTime Player instead of iTunes to watch H.264 video because of the stuttering, and that will turn many people off. Stay away from RealPlayer or Windows Media, since so people, few people can use it, especially on the go. Most or all of the portable video players can handle MPEG-4. If you can't do MPEG-4, consider MPEG-2, which is what DVDs use, although it's not nearly as good. This podcast is brought to you free of charge. That said, my wife and I are hoping to adopt an orphan or two from Ethiopia, hopefully by the end of 2006, to give them a Christian home, and are raising money to make that possible. If you would like to help make that happen, you can make a donation, purchase through our affiliate links, or send us your used inkjet cartridges. You can find more information at www.myheartsjoy.com, and while any and all help is appreciated, you're under absolutely no obligation. I'm happy to make this available to all regardless, and appreciate you listening. Next week, in lieu of an interview, we hope to have a presentation by two members of my congregation, Janet Fisher and Jean Maurer who both went south recently with the Red Cross to help with hurricane relief. 
They went at different times and each served in different capacities, although they were in roughly the same area. So have a blessed Thanksgiving and look for us next week. Well, that closes the book on another Lutheran Weekly. Remember that you can post comments on our forums at lcmspastor.com slash forum and ask questions of upcoming guests. Your questions will be read on the air during the interview. If you'd like to leave a voicemail to be aired on the show, you may call 206-339-7909 to leave a message. Thank you, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.